What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. I'm here today with the main Codus Rawlings here. What's up? We're in person. If we you are. guys are watching on Spotify, you see it. We're here. Yeah, So, which that's cool, by the way. You can now officially yeah. watch us on Spotify. Yeah, I thought it was so, pretty neat. Yeah, it is pretty neat. And also on YouTube still, so if you want to do that, do that. Um, but today we're going to continue our series on Genesis. So Genesis chapter 5 is where we're at. And just to kind of recap... Uh, Genesis chapter 4 detailed the issues of Cain and Abel, how Cain killed Abel, then Cain left, or rather he was banished, and uh, anyways, you have to go back and listen to that podcast, but um, which you should be able to just scroll for that. Anyways, yeah. so uh, chapter 5 details the third descendant, that is the male descendant that we track in the Bible, that is Seth of, of uh, Adam and Eve. So what we're going to do, it's a little bit of a genealogy chapter, so we're going to kind of loop in Genesis chapter 6 with this, so... And just to kind of dive right on into it, so it starts out by saying that Adam was created in the image of God himself. So uh, he created them male and female, and he blessed them and called them human. So we are made in God's image, if you didn't already know that. We talked about that. I think it was chapter 2 that talked about that. Yeah. Um, and it says when Adam was 130 years old that he birthed his third son, Seth. And so Seth um, is the father of the descendants of all the people that we track in the Bible. So I'm speaking Moses, I'm thinking Noah, Daniel, David, everybody, right? So uh, anyways, that's what we're keeping track of. I don't know if, uh, I wonder if Abel ever had any kids. He might have. Anyways, the Bible doesn't tell us. I feel like he did. He might have. Yeah. Very well could have. Bible definitely doesn't tell us. But anyways, so I'm not going to give you the years and all that fun stuff. If you want to get specifics on that, go ahead and just go read Genesis chapter 5. But I will tell you the names, um, just because you might hear some some names. So, uh, after Seth, Adam lived a, a good while longer, 800 years actually. So, um, And he had other sons and daughters, is what it says. And then Adam lived to be 930 years, then he died. So, uh, then he had Seth. Seth became the father of Enosh. And then after Enosh, Seth lived another 800 or so years. Um, and then, uh, then he had other sons and daughters, and then he lived to be... 912. Anyways, I'm going to skip all the, the ages. So then <clears throat> Enosh, which was, again, Seth's son, um, he became the father of Kenan. And so he had other sons and daughters. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then Kenan uh, became the father of Mahalel. And after the birth of Mahalel, Kenan lived another almost 1,000 years. And so if you look at the, the ages of the genealogies and stuff, you'll see that the their age begins to slowly decline, uh, typically with the, with the exception of a few. Um, but overall, um, people begin to live less longer, especially after the flood. But anyways, so Mahalel had, uh, Jared and then Jared had Enoch. So after Enoch, uh, became Methuselah. And so, um, which Enoch, by the way, was super cool because he didn't actually die. He was, he walked, he had such a good faith. He was so righteous that he was taken up into heaven. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Um, yeah, it says right here, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years, had those sons and daughters. Um, Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. This is verse 23. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. So um, he had Methuselah, and then when Methuselah was 187, he became the father of Lamech. Um, then Lamech uh, had a son. Lamech named his son Noah. Um, and he said about this, his son Noah, he said, May he bring us relief from our work and the painful labor of farming this ground that the Lord has cursed. Which, if you remember, uh, we talked about this. After the fall, uh, God cursed the land and said, you will have to work for your food. Um, and so it's difficult to, to, to farm. So anyways, so 
um, Lamech had Noah, and then after Noah, uh, Noah had Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So that is chapter five. Really simple. Um, yeah. You know, nothing too fancy. Um, what's that? Is that like 14 or so generations, something like that? It's a lot, yeah. Yeah, so. So they live like really long. Do you think their mm-hmm. body like aged like it does now? Because usually you see someone like 90, you're like, holy cow, how yeah. are they mm-hmm. getting at it, you know, and living and stuff? But like. I don't know. They were yeah. like 900 here. So like how old does their body look? So do you think that they were like 900 looking like the old lady from uh, SpongeBob that gets chocolate rubbed on her? Chocolate! Yeah, that's... <laughs> like that kind of... They were farming even when they're like 200. Right, right, like right. I don't... Yeah, they're having kids when they were like seven. Yeah, I'm struggling to do anything now. And I'm only yeah. 18. Like. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, uh, I'm going to turn it down to that. But I, uh, I think that... They probably like if we are if we're fifty, they looked how we look when we're fifty at like three hundred. That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Makes sense. Um, because I can't imagine a one hundred year old, you know, working the fields. So yeah. um I do know that like genetically speaking, that since they were made in the image of God, of course, now granted they were human, this was after the fall. Um, but they were they were like I don't want to say superior, but they they were. Mm-hmm. Um so because of that, we talked about this in a previous episode, that's why um, interbreeding or whatever inbredness whatever yeah. you want to call it um, that's why they didn't have any sort of diseases or like mm-hmm. I'm just going to say malfunctions for lack of better terms yeah um, defects I should say genetic defects but uh, so yeah anyways so yeah they definitely would be old like for example Jared would be 100 uh, sorry 962 um, and then he died and, and all that fun stuff I think Methuselah which was Jared's son or was it yeah um, it's just crazy how long they lived that? Sorry, Methuselah was Enoch's son. But Methuselah lived to be super, super old. Um, I think. Yeah, 969. I think Methuselah is the, the, the oldest person. It's crazy. Like, that's, yeah, that's almost wrong. a thousand years old. I would hate old. that. Like, I would not want to live that Dude, long. Imagine being alive from the year 1000 to the year 2000. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, you know how much change happens in that, like, the thousand years? It's yeah. insane, and but they were allowed. You know, they were alive to see that. It's insane, yeah. which is crazy. We'll talk about this in a second. I guess throughout the chapters, but Noah was actually alive to see the Tower of Babel. I don't know if you knew oh, that. Oh yeah, not. he was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I don't know if he actually saw the Tower of Babel, but he was definitely alive. I for heard the about it on the news. You know, yeah, definitely. CNN. Yeah, important. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So that's chapter five. Really quick, look, really simple. Go give it a read if you want. Um, Obviously, genealogy is important, but not for the sake of understanding, or sorry, not for the sake of the narrative of Scripture. Um, yeah. Eh, well, not the ages, at least. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to Genesis chapter 6. Uh, yes. Do you want to... Yeah. So, pretty much, it starts off by saying everyone's multiplying, everyone's having kids and everything, and then they started to get a lot, and then God was like, all right, my spirit will not remain with mankind forever because they are corrupt. And so that's when he put a limit on their days, and they only lived for 120 years. And so, obviously, you know, because people were living for like 900, he's like, nah, that's not happening now. It's 120. Um, and so that's when the Nephilims, the Nephilim, they, they sort of t- take place. So it says the Nephilim were on the earth both in those days and afterwards. Uh, when the sons of God came to the daughters of mankind, who were born children to them. So pretty much the Nephilim are having kids with people now. They're creating these half-breds, if you will. So like if you follow like the Greek 
the Greek kind of people and like Percy Jackson and everything, a half god, a demigod mm-hmm. right. would be right here. This is what it would be, a half demon, half human. So um, then the Lord is like, wow, this place is awful. You, you notice how wicked it was and everything. And so uh, he pretty much regretted that he made man on earth, it says, and that he was deeply grieved. And then the Lord said that he will wipe away the mankind whom I created off the face of the earth together with the animals created that crawl and the birds of the sky. For I regret that I have made them. Noah, however, was in favor with the Lord because Noah was a good guy. He was a righteous man. So um, pretty much God warns Noah. He's like, hey, this flood is going to come. I want you to make an ark. Uh, an ark and I want you to make it out of gopher wood. And then it gives us all the dimensions here. Um, so this is how you are supposed to make it. The ark will be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. You are to make a roof, finishing the sides of the ark to within 18 inches of the roof. And you are to put a door on the side of the ark, make it with lower, middle, and upper decks. So, have you heard that they found the ark? Like, 95% sure they found the ark? Uh. At, like, place in, like, Sweden or something? Sweet. It should be on top of Mount... Was it Mount Sinai? I don't remember where it is. Mount Ariat, something like that. But, like, if you look it up a picture, yeah. apparently the dimensions line up perfectly. Yeah. Um, I've, I remember looking into that. Um, I forget the guy that supposedly discovered it. it it's a toss-up. It's 50-50 because the guy that discovered it is incredible. Um, and he's known to, to botch things before. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Um, so... He didn't then. Yeah, but, I mean, it's totally possible. I don't know. I have to, to look into it, but yeah. um, I'm not going to take it as true until it's confirmed. But here's the thing, though. If it were genuinely confirmed, then I feel like we wouldn't be having a lot of arguments with people. No, I feel like we would still. Like, you could put all the evidence and people still be like, that's no, true. Man, that's, that's not that's true. true. That's true. Yeah. Like, there's people being healed and everything. You see miracles every day, and people are like, nope, not true. That's they true. completely don't care. Like, yeah. Jesus was down here. Look how that turned out. <laughs> like, yeah. they still denied it, though. That's true. And, like, he was legit performing miracles on a daily. Yeah, you, and they still said, no. Nah. You tell him, Josephus. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. Anyway, so, then God says, Understanding that I am bringing a flood, um, flood waters on the earth to destroy every creature under heaven with the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will... Enter my ark with you, with your sons, your wife, and your and your sons' wives. You are also to bring into the ark two of every living creature, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of everything, from the birds according to their kinds, to the livestock according to their kinds, and from the animals that crawl onto the ground according to their own kind. So it's not every type. It's not every like. It's not like a Great Dane, a German Shepherd. It's right. a dog, cat. Yeah, you go. Gecko, you know. It's like, not species, it's kind. Yeah, it's, there right. you go. Um, so pretty much he did that. He took all the animals and he pretty much did everything how God commanded. And so that's pretty much the the thing there. Yeah. But people like mocked Noah for doing that stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, at this point if I if I'm not mistaken, it hadn't rained yet. And no, so saying that you know, like, hey, there's going to be a ton of water coming from the sky. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're like, all right, bud, you're wild. And so... Oh, just, yeah, yeah. Like, right, like, there's no, like... I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, I mean, maybe. I could totally be wrong on that. I don't know where I heard that or read that at. I don't know either. I thought you just meant, like, I had a flood yet. I was like, yeah, not yet. I mean, 
Hold on, I'm thinking. He was about 600 years when the flood came. Like, he was building that ark for, like, years, probably. Yeah, no, it's something like that. Somewhere around 600 years or so. I mean, it says it. Um, <clears throat> was there no rain before the flood? Okay, so, talking about the, the ark. So, the guy's name that I was thinking of was Ron Wyatt. He's the one that popularized the, the idea that it was found. Um, it's not confirmed or denied, um, but there is a, a shape of what looks like it could be. Um, now, we do have to face the realization that it was made of wood. So, wood rots unless fossilized, which looks like a rock at that point. Um, which I think that's what they're claiming happened, which would make sense if it um, sat in mud. Then it would become fossilized, I believe. Um, and it would have been pretty muddy after a big flood. You would think, you would think. Um, so, anyways, I encourage you all to study that yourself. Um, I, know, I know I didn't include it in the book, um, the God's Existence chapter, when I presented yeah, archaeological Yeah, plug that. Others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drawing near. Um, out soon. But uh, I didn't plug that in the in the chapter just because I know it was controversial and I wanted facts. Um, but was there no rain before the flood? This is answers in Genesis. <laughs> you know. Um, so, uh, let's see. Okay, so there is no biblical um, evidence to support my claim. Um Hold on. Genesis 2, 5 through 6 states, The Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Um, okay, so like, it didn't rain, but the ground got wet. Right. Alright, and that's in Genesis 2, 5 through 6 for people. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to make sure there's nothing else to add to it, though. Because this, you know how like when you present an argument, you like present like the claim and then you debunk it? That's pretty yeah. much what they're doing. So I'm trying to, um, anyways, honestly, it doesn't matter. Um, go study yourself. Conclusion. Here we go. While we cannot prove that there was rain before the flood to insist that there was not, and to even deride that those who think otherwise stretch a scripture beyond what it actually says. So we can't confirm or deny that there was or was not rain. Um, could you imagine how beautiful the rainbow was after that flood though? uh, Like the God created rainbow. Right. Dude, I bet that thing was beaming. Gotta be. Um, imagine seeing that for the first time, you know? Yeah. Like, like, you probably, like, honestly, you probably haven't seen those colors yet. Like, think about it. They probably haven't seen a lot of those colors yet. Like, wow, that's a really bright, I'm going to call it red. Maybe. It depends. I guess, I guess maybe. Because, like, what was purple back then? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Adam and Eve saw, like, a bunch of flowers and stuff in the garden of all different kinds of colors. But, you know what's um, weird? What? Think of a color. Like, think of a new color. It's already been made. You can't think of a new color. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, um, so sorry if we've been quiet. Um, it's kind of difficult. We need to quit moving around. Anyways, yeah. so uh, the one thing I wanted to go back and talk about was the beginning of Genesis chapter 6. So if we're looking at this in context, we're talking about the, the flood account, which is what this is. Um, it's important to know why the flood happened. And there's a very important quote-unquote contradiction that a lot of people try to bring up in this chapter. Um, and so they'll quote the earlier chapters that says when God created something and it was good, specifically human beings. Um, and so then they'll look at Genesis chapter 6 and say, oh. It's more the next chapter though, right? What now? Isn't the next chapter the flood? Well, right, but this is the, the beginning of the flood count. Mm. Um, so 
But they'll look at Genesis chapter 6 and verse 6, and it says, So the Lord was sorry he ever made them and put them on earth, and it mm-hmm. broke his heart. And so they say, oh, that's an obvious contradiction. But I want to encourage you to look at context. So why did the flood happen? Well, it's because uh, there's a reason it describes the Nephilim or the Nephilites, depending on your translation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for the flood was to wipe out the evil that was caused by these Nephilim, those Nephilites. So let me just read to you again the context here. So in those days and for some time after, giant Nephilim or Nephilites lived on the earth. For whenever the sons of God had intercourse with women, they gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. Okay, that's what it says. Then, very next verse, it says, The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth. So a lot of people say the flood only happened because of the wickedness. But we have to know that what caused the wickedness. Well, if we look at just the verse before, it tells us it was the Nephilim. Um, And so God saw the wickedness uh, as a result of that. And he saw that everything they thought of or imagined was consistently and totally evil. Now let's focus on this because this is what answers the supposed contradiction. So the Lord observed the wickedness and he saw that everything they thought or imagined. So, um, Codis, maybe you can uh, attest to this. How often do our thoughts become our words? How often do our thoughts become our actions? Quite a bit, I feel like. Every single time, I think. I think, I mean, realistically, we always have a thought before we speak or a thought before we act. And so if our thoughts are wicked and our um, everything we imagine is wicked, our actions are going to follow suit. We are going to do uh, wicked things. And so it's not the people that God was sorry about. It was the wickedness that he was uh, adamantly against. And we see that all throughout the New Testament. And we um, Even in Psalms, I think it's chapter 5, where it talks about the actions and how he hates uh, wickedness. And it's, it's not the people, it's the action. Because inherently, when he created us, we are good. Um, but since the fall, we are now obviously wicked. Um, and so he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. And so because of their wickedness, he says, and the Lord said, and why was their wickedness? Because of the Nephilim, because of the sons of God had intercourse with, with women. Um, and he says, I will wipe this human race I've created from the face of the earth. Yes, I will destroy every living thing, all the animals, um, and birds in the sky. I am sorry I ever made them. But Noah found favor with the Lord. So why was Koa... Uh, Koa. That's, Koa? A new, that's a new name. So, Codus, why, I'll ask you to maybe reiterate, why was God sorry that he made them? Because it was originally supposed to be good, but then it came bad really quickly, and he felt bad because there were these really people that loved God, and he was allowing all this chaos to go around them. So if God is all-knowing, then why did he create them knowing that they were going to be evil? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you got to be confident, man. Wow. You said you're in. You're, you're ready for debates. Yeah, not, I'm not at the moment. I'm tired. Okay. Um, so why was he sorry he ever made them? He wasn't sorry about the inherent person. He was sorry about the wickedness of the people. Um, now, he did know that they were going to become wicked. God is all-knowing. So why then would he create people knowing that they were going to be evil or that they were going to have evil he actions needed, and thoughts. He needed Noah eventually. Like, he, that was he his part of his plan. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about that next. Um, so why? is because God needed free will. Um, not that necessarily that he needed it. He's all-powerful. He can do whatever he wants. But in order to have a marital 
uh, like a marriage with humanity, it requires free will. In order, like as as Codus was hinting at, there is no true love without true free will. Mm-hmm. And so like you can't force your wife to love you. Exactly. So she has the free will to choose to love me, yeah. and that's what God wants with us. He doesn't want us to have a slave master relationship. Um, he wants us to have a marriage, and so that's what's described in the New Covenant, the New Testament, um, that God uh, is the, the 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 groom and the church is the bride. Or sorry, Jesus, I should be more specific, is the groom and we are the bride. The church is the bride, um, and so that is what is why he he did it and why he did it. Um, now the next thing is a lot of people will say, "Have I used the garden analogy on the podcast?" Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to reiterate it, but. Um, I'll summarize it with this. A gardener imposes parameters on, say, a rose bush in his garden, um, and even weeds. I brought weeds. that up last night. That's what I brought up yeah, last yeah, yeah. night. Um, and if something that's in the garden grows beyond what the gardener wants to do, if it grows too tall, if it grows too wide, a gardener has every right to trim that bush, and he has every right to pluck the weeds. So God, being the gardener, has every right to do whatever he wants with his creation, with his garden. Mm-hmm. That includes um, trimming the perimeter of the rosebush, and that includes plucking weeds. You guys can make the analogies yourself. Yeah. Um, so now, why did God choose Noah? It says that he looked across the earth in verse 9. It says that Noah was a righteous man, um, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time. So... If we're looking at this in the context, what do you think blameless means? He was the one that, like, repented, maybe? He, like, mm-hmm. was okay. like, hey, man, I'm really sorry about my sins, you know. But other people, they were like, ah, oh, murder, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely right. I mean, blameless, blameless in, mm-hmm. I guess, any context would be without blame. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that blameless here is because he's talking about wickedness up until this point. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he's saying that Noah is the only person that is not wicked uh, found all throughout the earth. Yeah. And so personally, this is now you can disagree with us on the Nephilim thing. I don't know how you would because it states verbatim that the sons of God had intercourse with women. Uh, you could probably argue that sons of God aren't the fallen angels. Um, I would strongly disagree with you and I, I'd throw some verses at you, but um, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but um, I think when it says that Noah was a blameless person, I think it's saying that he was the only one, uh, not, well, yeah, the only one at this point without the genetic infiltration of the fallen angels. So, yeah, here's. Because it was all pure. It was all just like, yeah. you know, Noah, on, yeah. Not, you know. Yeah, the, these Nephilim, these Nephilites, they yeah. had roamed the earth. They, uh, they had probably messed up DNA uh, of all these different people, of all the people across the entire earth. Isn't it that, like, well, no, I'm not going to say that. So, wasn't Goliath, like, a possible? Because he was mm-hmm. so big. He was like, but how does that happen since they were all wiped out? Can't, what, didn't some, like, fly away? And that's what aliens are um, possible. Two different theories. Uh, with the, the fallen angel theory. One is that, was it, I think it was Japheth's, maybe Ham's wife mm-hmm. had um, Nephilim DNA in her. Um, that's a theory. I don't necessarily prescribe to that. Um, or, if they are fallen angels, sons of God, which again, I believe, what's stopping them from doing it again, having sex with women after the flood? Because yeah. they didn't kill the demons. That's true. So, I, that's what I prescribe to. That's what aliens um, are. They're demons. Yep. It's my theory, at least. I can, I can agree with that. Um, so here's why I think that blameless here means without genetic infiltration. Um, 
of, of from the the sons of God, the fallen angels, um, because I think, which I will let me take that back. I know from the beginning of time it has been God's will to redeem humanity through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, and this is this is part of the, my reasoning for why the flood had to happen. So, because there's wickedness from the genetic infiltration of the Nephilim, the Nephilites, um, I think personally. And it makes sense to me, Cody, let me know your thoughts. I think that God flooded the earth to wipe out the, uh, the non-human DNA from humanity. Um, and he spared the one man who was righteous because he was blameless, um, because he had pure human DNA. And because of that, um, ultimately Jesus would be a descendant of Noah. And so I think that God spared Noah because of his perfect DNA or his human DNA. Mm -hmm. And he wanted the redeemer of humanity to be of 100% human DNA. So think about it this way. If God didn't flood the earth, the wickedness would have been rampant because um, all of the fallen angel DNA would would have been everywhere, right? So had he not flooded the earth, had he not got rid of that uh, DNA, every person on the face of the planet by the time Jesus came would have had angelic DNA in them, this this demonic fallen angel sense of God DNA in them. So I think that had that happened and Jesus came and sacrificed, I think that that would have been the blood sacrifice, um, and, and maybe, maybe not, but I think it would have been an atonement for the fallen angels as well. And I don't think that God would have allowed that. Um, and he, didn't, he doesn't want to redeem... Um, That's a really good point. Yeah. That's... Um, I don't yeah. think yeah, I don't think he would have wanted to redeem the fallen angels. And this is just me being speculatory. This No, is, that like it makes a lot of sense though. Like Yeah, so he wiped off the angelic DNA from the face of the planet of the earth. Um and he spared the one righteous, clean, pure human. Um that way Jesus would only save humanity, not the people that he yeah, banished because, out of heaven. Oh, I think I don't remember where it is Romans, but it says he didn't come for the angels, he came for us, the humans. Mm. So that could back that up right there. Yeah. It says he didn't come for all the fallen angels. He came for the humans. So I think that backs up your claim right there. So Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense to me. I hold to it personally. Um, it's I'm rocking with it. It's uh, it's biblical theory based off of biblical principle is yeah. how I describe it. So um, I'm rocking with it. So let us know what you think. Reach out to us on Instagram. Um, that is Genesis chapter 5 and Genesis chapter 6. Yes. We're going to continue to uh, make our way through this book and let us know if you ever have any questions. Again, reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, I, I kind of plug the book. Um, it'll be out. If you're listening to this, hopefully soon, This you know within the next few days kind of thing. Um, so y'all stick with it. Hopefully next time you hear my voice, I'll be able to be like, hey, go get it on Amazon. Um, but if not, that's cool. That's fine. It's dandy. Um, but in the meantime, here's what you ought to do. What you need to do is you need to go to the mm-hmm. and you need to buy a blue shirt is what you need to do. Why blue? Because I want, I want to give you a blue shirt. That's what I want to do. Yeah. No, honestly, we, we have a lot of stock in blue shirts. Navy shirt blue China. looks really good. You guys <laughs> should get navy blue, um, Jesus fish. The Jesus fish? That would, yeah, that'd be nice. That's a cool one. Um, we have a lot of stock of those. Yeah. You, you got if you buy it. I'll put a fruit snack in there for you. I'm doing that. <laughs> uh oh. For Uh-oh. only this month. What what day okay. is it? Uh oh. For this month, if you buy a blue Jesus fish shirt, you get a fruit <laughs> snack with it. A whole little packet of fruit snacks. That's hey. 
Buy a shirt. Just for the fruit snacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, Codis here has been a salesman. He's been like racking up sales. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, racketeering people. <laughs> um, yes, racketeering people. That's not the right word. No, it's not. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but anyways, so it's been really cool. Um, yeah, go buy some shirts. We probably, we might be having a sale here soon. Um, yeah. We'll see. But anyways, so y'all stay tuned. Um, any other thoughts on that? I feel, no. I, was, I feel like I was going to have another thought on the shirt thing. Um, I don't know. If you buy it this week, you'll get two fruit snacks. Oh, okay. Only okay. this week, though. Uh-oh, it's got to be a blue shirt. It's going to be weird if someone, like, not listening to the podcast buys a t-shirt. Why did I get fruit snacks? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you got to make sure it's got to be a blue shirt. It can be yes. of any size. Um, and it's got to be a Jesus fish. Yeah, so, that's when you get snacks. Yeah. So anyways, um, thank you all for listening. And uh, Well, go at Godspeed. <laughs>